So now we're talking to uh, now we're talking to the people that we've already really heard from. We've heard from Lieutenant Colonel Vinman. He's a NSC guy. He uh, he was there uh, at the White House. It's his testimony on what what happened and how there you know how there was collusion, but not really. You know the, the, how there was bribery, but not really. It's based. Basically on how he feels. I felt this was wrong. Okay, well, I appreciate your feelings. I do appreciate your feelings. Um, but do you have any more than your feelings? We're going to give you all the entire breakdown here um, at 5 o'clock this afternoon on what's, what is happening today in the impeachment trial. Uh, but I I can't help but in listening to this then ask just for just just give me a couple of minutes and and let me ask three questions right now we are being told that asking for an investigation on joe biden was targeting of a political opponent and it is impeachable okay all right I, let's say I give you that. All right. Asking for an investigation on someone who is your uh, foe in an upcoming election is impeachable. Why? Because just the, the, the hint of scandal hurts them, right? Just the hint of scandal hurts them. But don't you have a responsibility to make sure that information gets out if there is actual corruption? Let me ask the question this way. Asking for an investigation on Biden was targeting a political opponent, and it is impeachable. But doing an investigation based on the Steele dossier is not impeachable. Launching this investigation, this impeachment, based on a partisan whistleblower is somehow heroic and an, and the job of Congress, yet calling for an investigation on the corruption of a Democratic vice president is impeachable. I, I, I can't give you both. I can't. I give you one. Looking into your opponent is either impeachable or it is not. I can't say it is sometimes and not the other. You can't tell me, well, that was just a political campaign. Well, that's what the Steele dossier was. So that was a political campaign. You can't say, well, he's in the administration. Well, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, we have evidence that they were working to discredit Donald Trump and his campaign the same way that people are accusing uh, Donald Trump using his administrative power to discredit Joe Biden. This question number one. Why are, why are they different? Can you explain how they're different? Question number two. Holding back aid and then later releasing it to Ukraine, all of the money, and doing that only after that same administration had already delivered military support in a javelin missile system 
is somehow not only impeachable, but it shows support for Russia and U.S. weakness towards Ukraine. That's what they're saying now. Donald Trump held this back, which was a clear sign to Russia, even though the Ukrainians didn't know we were holding it back. It, somehow the Russians did, and it was a sign that the United States was weak on Ukraine and wasn't really going to support them, even though they had already given a missile system. The second missile system was held back for a couple of months. However, at the same time, holding back all the military aid during an actual conflict with Ukraine, the United States held back military support when Ukraine was actually in the military conflict with Russia. That administration that was outwardly working towards a reset with Russia and who had said during the 2012 election, Mr. Romney, the 1980s called and they want their foreign policy back. That was not sending a signal of weakness on U.S. support for Ukraine. You can't have both. You have to pick one or the other. By Ukraine doing an investigation into corruption of U.S. officials. By asking Ukraine to do an investigation into corruption of U.S. officials, investigating what happened to our $7 billion investment, as well as looking into election tampering, where two Ukrainian officials, including the head of the anti-corruption bureau that was set up by the American and Ukrainian administration, in a partnership, the head, one of the guys that was convicted was the head of that bureau, found guilty in a Ukrainian court of law for tampering with the U.S. elections to throw it toward Hillary. By asking to investigate that would destroy the bipartisan support for Ukraine? So does that mean that the Democrats all know that Ukraine is corrupt and in their corner, and so they will no longer support it to be free? Because the Democrats doing an investigation on Trump's asking for this investigation, they say, will not polarize Ukraine in Congress? Because... I don't understand. How come one is an affront and the other is not? One is bipartisan and one is not. One is impeachable and one is not. This impeachment doesn't help Russia? I'm only looking for consistency, and I would love to hear somebody that can answer those questions. How is it impeachable to look into somebody's corrupt history if one side does it and it's it's heroic if the other side does it and they're both in power and they're both running against each other? How's that work? It's all flavored by the same thing, which is they are going into this with the assumption that Donald Trump is guilty of everything they're accusing him of. He's this really bad person who's doing these really bad things, so therefore... 
obviously, if, if he's doing these things for these bad reasons, he should be punished. And it's okay. It's a just investigation because he's a bad guy doing bad things. But However, that- Biden isn't. He's a good guy doing good things. But and if you go into it with that prism, of course you see it this way. But then you have to then you have to accept that the people who are holding the hearings themselves do not believe that all investigations are just. And they can't I, like this is such a weird line they're trying to draw with the Biden part of this. Anyone like they're trying to convict Donald Trump of in wanting to investigate his political opponents. But they are investigating their, their political, political opponents. opponents. So what, what they're what they're saying here, and I just want to make this clear, what they're saying here is all investigations are not equal, and mm-hmm. all investigations done by our government are not just. If that investigation went on, it would not be just. And that's what they did. With the, they did the same thing with Benghazi. Right? Exactly right. Mm-hmm. That exactly one doesn't right. count. It's not. That, those are good things. People doing good things. Correct. I just want people to connect with that mm-hmm. because what that means is there is no justice one size fits all. There is there is one court that could be very, very just and one court that is very, very evil. We're not working on the same handbook. We're not working on the same set of rules. Mm-hmm. If it's conducted by these people, it's fine. If it's not conducted by those people, it's not fine. Which means you better be careful on whose camp and whose side you're on. Right. And this is such a huge point, and it's such a good one you bring up, because what they are proposing, essentially, is a system in which your political opponent has immunity for anything they do. You can't investigate them if you're a Republican. So any, but, but, but on the can. other side, you can do it with Democrats. It shows they have no moral consistency here at all. Because the idea isn't, well... We, you went after uh, Biden after knowing there was nothing there. We Which all know there's big questions, right? We <laughs> right. all know there's big questions there, though. And Even you might the not New York agree. Times says that. They've all done it. Yeah. Right? They've all, they, now, at this point, they've all written big reports on this where the, you, the stuff was questioned. And, you know, what's interesting is why haven't they called uh, John Kerry's stepson? Yeah, it's a great one. John what? Kerry's stepson comes out and says to Hunter Biden... I'm not doing this, man. I'm not going with the with the Ukrainian thing. This is crazy. This is really crazy. You're going to get nailed for this. This is not good. And he backs out and says, I'm, I just want to make it really clear. I'm not part of it. Well, you know that John Kerry heard that from his son. You know that he had to have mm-hmm. gone to John Kerry and said, hey, is this cool? I mean, really? Because this doesn't seem right to me. Which means that he either didn't talk to his father or, which I don't believe, or his father said, stay way away from this one, son. Stay way away. He's on record getting away from those two because he said to them, you're in a different league here. This is really bad. How come we're not hearing that? Because this isn't a hearing. This isn't a trial. This is an inquisition. Mm. All right. Uh, welcome to the um, welcome to the program. Uh, the uh, House Intelligence Committee is going to resume 
shortly. They've taken a break. Uh, so they'll let the uh, as soon as everybody's out and, you know, on their lunch break or they're, you know, doing things this afternoon, getting ready to go home. They're going to start this thing right back up so the Republicans can have their time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, look, it's it, it, the messaging here is simple. We're going to be super fair. We're going to make sure both sides are heard. Uh, it's a high priority for the House. Have you seen anything like this before? Well, I mean, look, they can, you know, it is a partisan exercise, and they have 100% of the power to set these rules. They don't have to do anything for the Republicans. Doesn't that, sh- shouldn't that frighten every decent Democrat? Because if they want to railroad you, mm-hmm. they want to railroad your industry, they decide what's right and wrong. They will do it any way oh, they want. 100% they will. And the thing here is, what I, which I find is interesting, is not the fact that the Democrats would bend the rules so that they can, you know, manipulate this process into the best possible outcome for them. That is not particularly surprising to me. What is surprising to me is they don't even seem to be attempting to try to convince a non-left-wing um, person that Correct. this was going on. Correct. Because if you did, you would at least have on the face, you'd say, look, this is fair. We let them have these witnesses. We let them have these extra questioning. We're going out of our way to let them present their case because we know their case sucks. So come on here, make your case. We'll argue about it. And then once the American people hear it, they're going to go turn on public opinion. And all those Republican senators over there are going to switch sides and vote on our side. That's not what they're attempting to do here. And it's, and it's so clear that they have nothing Remember, this is the Tuesday before we all go away for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay, next week, it's done. No one pays attention next week. No one pays attention next week. No one really pays that much attention unless it's a nuclear explosion before Christmas. (laughs) So they have taken their best shots. Last week was the time to put your A game on. Then this week, put put your B-plus game on. Mm -hmm. I have not heard anything. Anything that makes me or anyone I know go, well, now, wait a minute. Have you heard this? How do you explain this? I mean, legitimately, the biggest moment of this hearing so far, and I mean this seriously, is that uh, one guy said one of his aides overheard Trump asking about the thing we know he asked about in the transcript. Right. He followed up and said, hey, now we don't even, I mean, do we know if that's true? I have no idea. But he overheard Trump say, hey, what about those investigations? And then afterwards, they said he cares more about the investigations than he does actually Ukraine, which would actually make sense considering, you know, he's the president of the United States and not the president of Ukraine. And when they and when they asked about uh, hearsay, the defense actually said or the prosecution in this case actually said hearsay is sometimes this is a quote hearsay is sometimes better than firsthand knowledge. When? <laughs> when? Can you give me an example of that? When? I mean, I guess maybe if the people if they're if they're accusing the 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 firsthand people of lying, I mean maybe if they heard someone else heard the truth and those people are lying to cover something up, but Sondland doesn't seem to be lying. He doesn't seem to be on Trump's side here. I mean, he's he's the one that revised his own testimony to say, "Yeah, I did tell Ukraine about a quid pro quo." This is this is a Trump guy who said that. Now, that doesn't mean that Trump told him that per se. But it is what he communicated to Ukraine. So Ukraine thought this was going on for sure. Unless we don't believe Sondland too. The point here though is that like 
they are going this is all stuff that is that points to um i think the overall narrative that we all understand which is donald trump legitimately believed that there was something shady going on with the Bidens. You can say that, yes, you can guesstimate and, and guess about his motives and say it was 100% politics. You can oh. even say he absolutely wanted that information 100% mm-hmm. to destroy Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. However, however, it was also in the U.S. interest if the freaking vice president of the United States is over making shady deals to enrich his children. That is completely in the U.S. interest. It's our money. Of course it's in the U.S. interests. Now, it, it, does that align with uh, his personal interest? Sure. And if you could find examples of him, you know, something really hardcore, not some aid overhearing a, 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 an analysis of another individual of what he cares about, I'm talking about actual evidence. If you have that, that's one thing. On the other side of this, the same thing can be said about Joe Biden. Yes, it may have been in the U.S. interest to go after these prosecutors. Who knows? But in reality, it also just happened to help his son make $83,000 at a month at a job he had no right having. Of course that's something that's in the U.S. interest to look into that. Of course it is. Yeah. All right. Uh, welcome to the uh, program. Glad you're here. I, I you know, um, they've, they've been trying really hard to make this into Watergate. But let me just go through a series of questions uh, about Watergate. Stu, what is uh, what was Watergate all about? Uh, well, what is in, Watergate? It's a hotel. It's a hotel in Washington. Yep, they okay. broke into it and tried to you know get some information on the election. who broke into they it. They were oddly up by like thirty points. In. Right. Um, who broke in? Uh, the underlings of the president. The the committee to reelect the president. Yes, the committee to mm-hmm. reelect the president broke in. Mm-hmm. They hired a bunch of people mm-hmm. to go in in the middle of the night. Okay. Yep. And break into the Watergate. What were they looking for? I mean, any information on their political opponent. Okay. And not necessarily dirt, just anything. What are they doing? They're running yeah, anything. Yeah, exactly. Right. Where? What? What are the? What are their polls look like? Anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was the president's role that we know of? I mean, at that point, nothing, right? I mean, it wasn't until afterwards. I mean, he's in trouble for covering it up afterward. Okay. And how did he try to cover it up? I mean, using all sorts of uh, levers of the government. Government assets. Yes. Right? Okay. CIA, DOJ, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Using government assets to cover up a crime committed in his name or in his interest for pure political reasons and all they were looking for was political dirt, right? Sure, yes. National interest uh, of anything that would have been found that they thought was there, national interest value. None. None. Unless your only argument is the Nixon really needed to be president. <laughs> that was their only argument. Right. There's no right. national, There's no national interest, interest value. It's political value only. At all. Mm-hmm. Got it. All right. Let me just change a few factors of Watergate and see if it changes anything. Because they're trying to compare it like crazy. Oh, yeah. They're, they're saying it's the same thing, except worse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let me just change a few of the things. Let's say at the Watergate Hotel is the Ukrainian ambassador's residence. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in his safe is information of electioneering. Uh, uh, corruption by U.S. officials at the highest level all the way to the previous president, 
that there is uh, evidence of of money laundering, money that was U.S. aid dollars that were laundered by criminals over in Ukraine and found its way back here into the United States. Mm -hmm. And you had credible witnesses that worked in and around that embassy and witnessed these things. But it involved several people in and around uh, the intelligence agencies, the Department of State, and even people in your administration know about it and are covering it up. Mm -hmm. Let's say that that's what's in that safe in Watergate. And the president says to a couple of people, DOJ and CIA spooks, and says, look, I can't trust anybody. I can trust you. I need you to go in and break into that safe because I believe there is evidence of massive corruption in our government, and we're about to sell them javelin missiles. Break into the safe. Impeachable? Well, no, because that's clearly in the U.S. interest, right? I mean, he's not, there's not a, it's not a political reason he's doing that. It's a, it's in the U.S. interest. Let's say that safe was not in the embassy or the ambassador's house, but instead that was in the safe of a guy he was going to run against. He had saved all that information uh, to use against other people and to keep himself safe. So he had all the evidence of everything in his safe, but he was the campaign uh, that was against the sitting president. It wouldn't make a difference, right? If it's if if they've committed crimes against the United States, obviously we're summarizing that the president can just ask people to break yeah, in a safe. Right, right, but, right, you know right. I mean, like, would he be in favor of this investigation? Of course. And would it be justified? Yes. And would the and American me, people... When, as soon as Trump is out of office, you're going to see all of these things happen. The Democrats are going to go into break into every little corner of safe that they can think of in this analogy to get at Donald Trump and all the things they believe he did. Right. Right. You're also going to see, I think, eventually you will see all of the dirt come out and you will see that in that safe, if you will, was all the evidence Mm. was all the evidence. Because now what we have is a president who they're trying to compare to Nixon, who is breaking into the DNC instead breaking into a safe that has all of the evidence. He brings it out. He even tells people before he does it. Somebody should look into that safe. Somebody should look into that safe. He instructs people in his own departments. Somebody should look into that safe. Nobody does. Finally, two people that work at that house go to the president's attorney and says, you know that everything is in that safe, right? (laughs) Yes. And we've been trying to get people. Well, we can help you get it. Really? Yes. Then that attorney goes on air and says, I got two people who's helped me break into this safe. Okay, that's not a good, that's not a smooth criminal. <laughs> I, I have two people that are going to help me break into this safe and get all this information. They do it. Then that same attorney brings it to the Justice Department and says, ah, by the way, I broke into the safe and here's what I found. How could you possibly, in your right mind, say, oh, they were trying to get away with this? 
They told everybody what they were going to do, breaking into the safe. They asked other people to go to the safe. Then when they broke into the safe and they got all the information, they brought it to the authorities. It seems to me like something is in that safe that very powerful people, more powerful in the collective than the president of the United States, do not want coming out. The State Department, the CIA, the Justice Department, the media, the DNC, none of them want this to come out. Hmm. Uh, it's fascinating. I mean, the double, the double standard is uh, so clear on this one. I mean, think about this, Glenn. The main thing about just going back to the simple form of this with Joe Biden potentially enriching his kid because of U.S. policy, right? Yeah. Very basic thing. This is something that he wants to look into, right? Mm-hmm. That is impeachable for using any... That is an impeachable offense for mm-hmm. the President of the United States. Mm-hmm. Remember, think about like the way, and many, many Democrats have called for this already, investigations of how Donald Trump and his policies have benefited his children. Oh, yeah. It is legitimately... Like, they wanted Kellyanne Conway charged with a hatch... I think it was the... Was it, a, is it the Hatch Act that I'm thinking yes. of? Yes. Yeah. Because she said... Ivanka Trump's clothing line was good and you should go buy some. Remember that? They, they yeah. wanted an investigation and, and they wanted mm-hmm. to charge her because she said that on television. Because they said, oh, well, this administration is trying to benefit their children. So but they have no interest in the Biden thing whatsoever. So who is it that is using the levers of government like Nixon? And who's using the levers of government like the guy trying to break into the ambassador's safe hmm. it's very very clear which which one is uh uh happening hang on just a second we have some breaking uh we have some breaking news uh can we are we going to uh stop for the breaking news Uh-oh. we do okay we have an update on fart investigation 2019 oh fart 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 investigation fart investigation yes fart gate being investigated fart gate which is Eric Swalwell farting on national television, or did he? Right. Well, this is the big controversy. I I will tell you, it took a lot to restrain myself, but I did restrain myself on Twitter yesterday because I thought there's no way that fart is tr- Somebody just added that fart onto that, and I wasn't going to be a part of that. But now I find out, and this is real, I come in the morning, and yes... That sound was not added later. This is the original clip with Eric Swalwell and Chris Matthews. Uh, you'll hear Eric talking, and then somebody just rips one in the middle of the, of the statement, and you see a physical reaction by Swalwell. But that is that misleading people from the real facts behind the story? Here's the evidence the is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. Dollars to ask <laughs> the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. It looks like he it pushes it out with the E. Like it's cheat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he just threw the election and, it, and that it, was what pushes it out. It does look like it. It does look it like it. It does that. look like it. Now, but looks can be deceiving. Yes. Now, Chris Matthews. I'm just going to present this the way that I, the alternate theory is, is developing. Mm-hmm. Chris Matthews, he's back in studio. He knows it's not Eric Swalwell. Eric Swalwell's taking all the heat for it. So what does he do? Swalwell's going to call him out and say, you're the guy that farted, Matthews. 
you're the guy who farted on television. And Matthews has to come out and, and release a, a statement saying, no, it wasn't Swalwell. Or Swalwell will come out with the truth. So what he does is he said, oh, it was a mug. We've already tried to, uh, to simulate the mug. Do you want to give us another quick mug yeah, simulation? Yeah, let me just give you Listen the simulation. This. Here's the mug on my desk. Here it is. Does not sound like a fart. Does not sound like a fart Does whatsoever. Does not sound like a fart. We know that. Okay. Well, investigations are going on and information is coming out. Mm-hmm. And there have maybe been some other situations where Chris Matthews has farted on the air during interviews. Don't believe it. That would be the normal stance and it would be one I would understand. Glenn. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. But let me just present the evidence. All right. Go ahead. Here is clip number one. And said that when he pleaded guilty to these charges in the Southern District of New York. But what's different is today well, is I that, heard that now you heard that that. that that sounded very similar to the cup across the desk. It did sound a lot like the cup across yeah. the desk. What is this desk made out of? I I don't understand. Fart sounding material <laughs> right. of some not, sort. Not a thing. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Next clip. Another clip of Chris Matthews doing an interview. Listen. Wow, what a critique. And with me now is Scott Arsenault. He's the executive director of the Florida Democratic Party. And Bob Schrum is a Democratic strategist who's been through a lot of these races. Scott, just give me the skinny here. Can we get a clean, fair, honest... <laughs> now, have these been added? Because it sounds like they've been added. I don't know. I'm not told up on this my... is a real investigation. I don't, I don't, I don't know your source of who is collecting fart sounds from... Chris Matthews. Many sources around the internet, actually. Right. Okay, so there's here's, another one. Here's another one. You're taking the president of the United States down into a... So that really depends on how it's ultimately structured. If they were able to make some sort of a... <laughs> I mean, so, you're, I'm hearing them. I'm hearing them, too. And I will tell you, he is at that point to where he's an old man. He's very old, Glenn. Yeah. And sometimes when you hit that age that starts with a one and then has a two after it and then there's like a three or a four <laughs> right. after that things are hard to control right right i mean like it's not chris's right. fault per se i mean if when i get into that situation i'm going to be saying to you know doris kearns goodwin pull my finger right i mean you just go for I'll it i'll just go for it mm-hmm. i'll just go for it but uh but chris is i think so what you're saying here in this fart investigation is that don't be so hasty uh it's probably not Swalwell. Yeah, and so people are blaming Swalwell, and look, he's had a rough year. Uh, yes. You know, there's an argument to be made that his, the fart in question lasted longer than his campaign. Right. And that's and not good. smelled about the same. <laughs> maybe, maybe better. <laughs> However, uh, as much as I think Swalwell's a funny target of this, mm-hmm. number one, I want the truth. Okay? That's I want what the we're truth about. Here. That's what we're about. Right. Okay, that's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, I feel like Chris Matthews might be a better target. No one knows who Eric Swalwell is. No one cares. Eric Swalwell kind of came and went, and no one's going to ever t- hear from the guy again. Chris Matthews is is a guy I kind of want to believe farts on the air. I want it to be true, I and therefore it should tell be true. tell you this. I mean, is this a, I had to work in an atmosphere with an old man that was farting all the time? Because I think there's a lesser me too movement that could be had me number two movement (laughs) yeah i mean no he didn't touch me or grope me or anything like that right but he farted around me all All the the time time. especially during interviews this is why you notice none of these interviews are guests in studio they've all booked it to be outside you know tomorrow we might do a we might do an expose on this and uh, we ask you tomorrow to just wear a green brownish greenish uh ribbon uh <laughs> on your 
on your lapel tomorrow in some sort of a in support See, you can of... hear <laughs> did you hear that yeah no i play it one more time i some sort of a <laughs> this is not a okay, borderline right. issue right, that's we're... a montage of all three clips okay i am actually paying people to make fart montages uh i am reevaluating a fartage <laughs> a fartage thank you thank you Stu. i So we uh, we have the the wrap up today at five o'clock, the full wrap up of what happened uh, in the impeachment trial today. But let me give you just the highlight real quick of what the important parts of the trial were. Some sort of a okay, that's now, definitely the most important part. Yeah, some people say that that's just the uh, Chris Matthews fart montage. Fartage. And uh, I'm telling you that, yes, it is, uh, but there's no difference between <laughs> what you heard in Congress today and that fartage. I want Adam Schiff to fart in the middle of his thing so bad today. That would be the best twist of the story. You're listening to Glenn Beck.